0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Across the Airways Productions' very own Longbow Hunters, the Arrow podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to covering DC Entertainment and the CW's hit superhero TV series, Arrow. Uh, I, am, I am your host, Michael J. Petty, I'm with me is my good uh, crime-fighting buddy, Wes Kim, and we are here tonight, or today, or whenever you're listening to this, Talk about the season two premiere of Arrow entitled City of Heroes, which was written by Greg Berlanti, Andrew Kressberg, and Mark Guggenheim, and was directed by John Bring. Now Lou, this episode was amazing.
1: Yes,
2: and may I say right off the bat, this premiere blew blew Agents of Shield out of the water. No 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 disrespect, no disrespect to Andy. I just felt this episode was so much better than the pilot of Agents of Shield. But, Leon, you, round two.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: And that's it, it, everybody. See you next week on The (laughs) Coastal Airways. Yes.
1: Um,
2: did you like that they went back to the pilot? Like, the same shot from the pilot?
0: I thought that was very cool. I thought that was a very cool choice, especially seeing it now from Diggle and Felicity's perspective, kind of.
2: And... And, um, the Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom plane, as I call it?
0: Yes. Now, here's my question. In the pilot, and I, I didn't go back and double-check, and I should have, did we see that ship that was sunken in the water?
2: No, we did not. And if you, if you look at, at, the se- at this episode at the end of it, that ship is where, where the intruders, the new intruders, come
0: from. Right. I think. Right. So I was wondering. I was like, did we see that before, or did they add that in later? It's like the wall on the Luther, or the stained glass window in the Luther mansion.
1: Well, well,
2: I I didn't notice it at first, but when I when I went back and watched it today on my PS3, like I, I, I noticed that I noticed that ship in the in the present time. Also in present time, the mask still there.
0: Yes, and it is a mask. Because I I looked again I looked even closer because we got at a different angle this time. There's no head in there.
2: Yeah, there's no
0: head. So I'm very happy to hear that, or to see that I should say.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um. What well, what what did what did you think about like Oliver going back to the island like to like pay for his penance? That's really easy to say for me. I I
0: thought it I thought it made sense. Yeah. I <laughs> thought that that would be something that Oliver Queen would do if uh He was partially responsible for, for the death of his best friend, or at least him thinking he was. I, I think it. I think it makes a lot of sense because the island is kind of where he forged himself initially, and I think he went back mainly to. Not. I don't think he was going to stay there forever, but I do think he went back to figure out his life like he kind of says later he kind of wanted to reinvent himself kind of like we see in this episode as a whole
2: well it's nice that and it's nice that it's well if i can say what i want to say it's nice that they know where leon you is now because, yeah because and that's how and that's how they explained like that's probably where he'd be um but going to starling city he has a new lifestyle what do you think about this
0: I'm just glad she's together, kind of like Oliver says. I'm just glad she has a purpose. She knows what she's doing. She has, you know, family. She has friends, and and she's kind of just. She's not on drugs anymore. She's not having to deal with that. She's not pouting, and she's not feeling sorry for herself. She's moved on with her life, and she's up a whole new level. And really, it's 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 Thea 2.0 because this whole episode. Everyone is a 2.0 version of himself, and it's great. And I, I think Thea probably improved the most, and I think Will Holland's acting... Probably improved more so than anyone else's.
2: Yeah, I told her that on Twitter. I, like, this This was her best episode to date on the series, but she might go back down again with the problems that she has with Roy and this new character they're going to introduce in Roy's life, but I think we're probably going to get that into, like, future episodes or in the spoiler sometimes. Roy, Roy wanting to be, um, Nightwing. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my Arsenal. Gosh. No. Um... Do you think thea is right what she says about him that he has a death wish?
0: yeah i mean i the way I look at Roy is I think he genuinely wants to help people yeah I, I think he really does i think the I think the hood I think Oliver really did inspire him to want to be something better than himself, and I think going off of that, I don't know if he necessarily has a death death wish, but the way he goes about fighting seems like he does,
1: yeah.
2: And this is why Batman and Green Arrow really don't have stable girlfriends, at least not, ment- not mentally stable ones anyway. No disrespect, Um, what, what, what Thea says about Roy is pretty much the, the mantra of Green Arrow and Batman. Like, are they looking for... And there's an argument to be made for, for, the,
1: for those two characters. Are those people just looking for someone to kill them?
0: Yeah, I I don't know. And I guess that depends on the character. Like, I think there are some people who that's definitely the case, but other heroes where it's kind of iffy. Okay. Like, Batman, I don't think he's looking for that. And I don't think Green Arrow is either. But characters like Red Arrow or even Jason Todd, I mean, it, it, they kind of border between whether they have a death wish and whether they want to be a hero. It's,
2: it's a valid argument to make and probably we will make it in a future episode. Okay, um... The hoods—they wear hockey pads. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Well, do they? I, I couldn't. <laughs> tell. What a- I wanted—I wanted to be sure, but I couldn't tell.
2: Okay, to take a step back, when we heard about this during the summer, Michael and I—we just—we just laughed our butts off because we were like, "Did they just steal Goyer and Nolan's Dark Knight treatment and just okay? Let's put." Let's take out Batman and put hoods. Let's put hockey hockey pads and let's put um Faora masks for Man of Steel.
0: Yeah, I mean they're just blatantly ripping off some movies here.
2: Yeah, but but the characters themselves they're not ripping off. Of.
0: I, no, 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 yeah. not at all.
2: Yeah, I I I did like what I like to call the the um. The dark, the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight Rises scene with Laurel and the the stupid mayor that should have been wearing red because if he was wearing red on Star Trek, he is going to die.
0: I was shocked that he got killed actually.
2: I got shocked. I, I was shocked that you didn't see it coming because when I first saw this guy, yeah, you did. There's no, way, there's no way you're gonna last long.
0: Well, I, well, okay, I shouldn't say that. I wasn't necessarily shocked that he died, or shocked at the way he died. Yeah. I thought they were going to be more personal and up close with him, and they were going to shoot him in the head or something, but no, he just gets shot right off that podium. He just goes down. Well,
2: well, after he said the one line, I'm sorry, folks, for this interruption, we'll take care of this, when a character says that in a DC comics thing, you know they're going to get killed shortly after.
0: Yeah, that's true. I'll yeah. give you that one.
2: <laughs> um, I... I love, I love the look on Laurel's face when they're about to, about to kill her, um, because in my mind, after that scene was over, Laurel's like, okay, I need to go home and change my underwear.
0: Yeah, well, she does some pretty good moves taking that one guy on. That's awesome. Do,
2: Do you think, do you think these guys are totally wrong in what they're doing?
0: I think it's very dangerous to determine whether they're right or wrong because I think that in some instances they would be right, whereas the way they are going about it isn't necessarily the right way. Let me, let me rephrase. Okay. I, I don't think their mission, their initial mission, their wanting, wanting equal treatment is wrong. But I do think the way they go about it, the way they terrorize the 1%, the way they do this or that, the way they try and kidnap and then kill people, I think that is completely wrong. Okay. And they got that from Oliver, uh kind of. But even Oliver didn't didn't necessarily do it the way they did. Like Diggle says he had a restraint. Yeah.
2: And, they don't. And these guys, and these guys really don't have fortune. Sure. Here's the one thing that I'd really like to to put out there. Actually, two things. First of all, DC really likes to make fun of the average guy, and ma- making it very clear that if you don't have money and you're an average guy in the DC universe, and your name is not Jimmy Olsen or Perry White, or not a cop, you are not going you are not going to be very th- going to be very smart, are you?
0: I guess not.
2: Because, I mean, they've made fun of this in like three other things that I've seen in DC and anim- not DC Animated, DC Entertainment. Because these guys are really dumb.
1: Yeah. Cause, oh, yeah.
2: Because, yeah, you are cleaning up the city in a way, but who's going to clean up the glades if there's no one in power to help clean up?
0: Right. Now, the only exception I could see on Arrow, because I completely agree with you when you're talking about the hoods, is I don't think the royal flush game were that dumb for average people.
2: Well, the well the royal like, flush game wanted money. The world. Well, the royal flush game wanted money. These guys like, like um, you just said these guys are up for blood and they're not really looking at the big picture. Here. I under I understand you want justice, but if you take everybody that that is in power out in the city, who's gonna who's gonna clean up the city that you want cleaned up?
0: Well, and there's a fine line there, too. To an extent, yeah, some of them want justice, but overall, their real goal is revenge.
2: Or to, or to, state, the, or to state their inner fury that's within themselves. All, maybe right. all those things. Right. Cause, but to, to wrap this up about the hoods, the way they left them, I can see them coming back.
0: I, I think it would be awesome if they came back and followed Oliver's new example. And helped him save the city from some big threat at some point in the series.
2: Or that it loops into a certain, certain, um, demon's head family that we might see later on in the series. Yes. Um, but we'll get, we'll get that in the spoilers. Okay, Lolliver.
0: Oliver. Yes. Ugh, I hate shipper names so much. Yeah, but it's easy. That just sounds so dumb. <laughs> it,
2: it does, but Laurel's, Laurel's reasoning here. Is very much like how Oliver felt about Sarah, and they even say that in the, in the, in the, in the episode. episode, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't roll my eyes at it, cause I, cause, cause, from Laura's point of view, and I think this is what Laura was saying: how can they have a relationship if it's based on the death of Tommy?
0: Right. Like it's not. It's not okay.
2: Yeah, and sure, and sure, they may not have pushed pushed Tommy into that building, but his emotion his emotional imbalance towards the end of season one really was caused by both of them. I mean, again, they, they didn't plan this; they didn't want this to happen. But it is what it is. And and quite quite honestly, I I wish Smallville would have done the same thing when it came to Oliver and Chloe. But that's a different story.
1: <laughs> well,
0: I didn't. Yeah, I don't think that relationship was really handled very well on that show, anyway. But,
2: but, but did you, but did you roll your eyes at the this story, them, them in the them in the banquet hall and them at the graveyard with Tommy, at Tommy's grave, I should say.
0: And you know, for and usually I don't like the sappy romance drama on shows. I would rather get to the action, the overall stories, and if we can get characters together that I like, go for it. I didn't roll my eyes here, either. Yeah. Like, I really felt for both of them, and I loved, I just have to say on the writer's part, I loved the continuity. Yes. Because if you can keep the continuity, and you can keep characters' restraint because of things in their past, and this whole episode did that, while still allowing them to move forward and learn from those mistakes, like this episode also did, i I Well, I think that's first of all the sign of good writing, and second of all, I think that is a sign of a very promising series. and also
2: it's it's better when it's legitimate too they, that the reasonings are not contrived, that they're actually real human, human legitimate reasons for for not wanting to be in a relationship and, and let the record show not, both both Laurel and Oliver have not said they don't love each other anymore.:
0: Right. It's it's not like they hate each other. They're still friends. They're still close. They're still but they're in not love, in but they just way.
2: can't be together.
0: Right. They can't do that right now.
2: Because because Oliver might have some other uh, other love interests coming in. Um. R- r- rhymes. R- rhymes with. Le- rhymes with shadow.
0: Not much rhymes with shadow.
2: Yeah, I tr- I tried it. It didn't work. Um. <laughs> Officer Lance, Officer Quentin Lance, kind of like Officer Jim Gordon. I, I, I thought in this episode. What did you think, sir?
0: I agree. I, I totally saw the Jim Gordon parallels, especially with him now on on Oliver's side, on the Hood's side. And I, and I do like that as a human being, on a human level, he has more respect for Oliver, not necessarily the Hood, but Oliver as well as the Hood.
2: And see, I one thing that you didn't write in the script, but I did want to mention while I was wa- watching re watching this episode, the reason why he's demoted and not fired is because of what Quint Lance did for the city.
1: Right.
2: Like like that's why his boss that's why his boss has such disdain in his eyes, because he wants to fire him, but he can't. Because of what he did, um, Paul Blackthorn, I think, like, like Willa Holland, really upped his game acting wise and story wise. Like Thea Queen has really, has really, really been upped just in this one episode.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I will say I really hate looking at Lance in that officer uniform.
2: He probably does too.
0: I know. I'm sure he does. I just don't like it at all.
2: (laughs) It it feels so out of place, but you know what? That's why it works. And it's gonna it's gonna be really interesting to me if for the reverse of last season, where where Detective I call them Detective Officer Lance is on the side of the hood and in worlds where she is, and we'll get into that a little bit later.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
2: um okay, Isabel worship, aka, AKA the terminator, AKA um River Tam. Your, your thoughts on
0: AKA yeah. Showkiller. Killer.
2: Yes. But we're not going to get into that now because we have made enough jokes about that on our other shows. Um my first question about Isabel worship is if is if the takeover is in the bag, why does she need to see Oliver?
0: Yeah, I I kind of felt that way too. In fact, I kind of felt her presence in this episode was kind of a waste of summer glow in a sense.
2: Waste of summer glow, maybe, but a really good way to establish the character.
0: Uh, yes. Yes, let me rephrase, yes.
2: Because we have made jokes about summer glow. Glau- we are not making jokes about her acting talent at all.
0: No, just about the fact that. Of the irony that every show she's on gets canceled within a season.
2: Look at look at her eyes in this episode. Like there's there's nothing going on except coldness and maybe the yes. the wanting to jump Oliver's bones because he likes she likes the power she sees within him.
0: That's why she played a Terminator with so well. But I really did like. Um, Felicity's line when they're looking at her picture in the car, yeah. where she's like, yeah, she looks angry in every picture.
2: <laughs> e- EBR stole the show in terms of comedy everywhere, but we'll get into that if we have time later on in the episode. Um, I I stand by my I stand by my theory. There's gotta be something going on with Isabel Worship, because like I said, if she already knows all of this stuff already, why is she meeting with Oliver anyway? What's the
0: point? Th- I think with her character, and I could be dead wrong, but I think her character just likes to glow in the face of her enemy and just likes to say, yeah, I beat you. How do you I, feel now? I, I,
2: think, I think I think I read somewhere or read somewhere online that, not to be too crude, one one reviewer on some geek website is, said that Isabel Worship is probably the type of woman that like likes to take control intimately too. So she, she, so she likes to know that she's in power everywhere, and I could really, and I could really see that in her character.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, and and I love the fact that when the hoods come in to like try to take out Oliver because they think his family is responsible for the ruination of, of, Starling City. I love how that she's like totally unfazed by that attack.
0: Yeah. And it almost makes me wonder if she had some hand in them getting into the building.
2: Yeah, because uh, yeah, that was what I was thinking, too. Like, how did they get in the building? I think people would notice four four big dudes with Tommy guns and masks. I would
0: hope the security would notice that.
2: <laughs> yeah, but again, look how easily uh, Dig and Felicity got into Merlin Global Group, which I'm assuming is about worship already absorbed their com- that company as well. If not, who... Who has control? But I guess that's a discussion for another time. Um
1: they weren't but, even mentioned.
2: Yeah, and I and I uh, and and I'm really wondering where that where that's gonna go. Oliver's new mission again, like Lauren, Oliver, not totally unrealistic. And like Man of Steel, like the argument made for Man of Steel, the reason why, spoiler alert, big spoiler alert, Superman k- kills who he kills. This is similar the the reason why Oliver's hesitant to be the hood again. Do you agree?
0: Yeah, I agree.
2: Yeah. And again, it's a good it's a good reason not it's a good reason that he doesn't anymore.
0: Yeah, I think at this point Oliver's really trying to move from the whole stereotypical vigilante from the almost kind of a, sort of like an assassin character to more of a hero. And I think he's realizing that because of the way Tommy looked at him before he died, that, it, that his life really isn't on track. Because if someone as messed up, maybe in his mind as Tommy, can even see that there's something wrong with Oliver and his mission, then maybe the people who are the straight arrows are really freaking out about him. No, and, I, no and I think ultimately. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no pun intended. Um, and, and I really think because of that, Oliver wants to be a hero, and I think, he, of course, he wants to honor his friend's memory, and he, of course, in a sense, I think, wants to show Laurel that he can be better, yeah. um, but I, I, I do think it's largely in part due to that.
2: I, I'll, I'll, even ad- I'll even take it a step further than you just took it. He can't make things right between, Oliver can't make things right between Laurel and himself. Because he's still in love with Laurel, but what he can do is control his actions as the Hood.
0: Well, he can't make himself right between him and Tommy. I.
2: Well, well, exactly. That's what I say. That's why what I mean when I talk about Laurel, he can't not stay away from Laurel because he's still in love with her. But he can control his actions as the Hood. Um, what did you think about Susanna Thompson Moira in this episode?
0: Her performance was great. Yeah. I've, I've always liked her performance. She's always been very good. I thought she was exceptionally good in this episode because her character has changed so drastically in the last few months. I'm
2: gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna loop Walter's return and Moira's in the same thing because it's kind of similar when I talk about you don't need them both in every episode. The way they set them up, you can actually have them gone for like 3-4 episodes at a time and it's not out of place.
0: Well, I know for sure Moira's going to be back in episode, I think, four or five. Something like that, because it's her trial episode. Okay. But, but yeah, you don't have to have her on again until then, maybe once, but...
2: And, and in a weird way, and this might be totally out of control or totally, you know, me being me being me, but I think Moira's actually enjoying being in prison.
0: I think it's cleansing for her in the similar fashion that it was for Lionel in season four, of Smallville.
2: Or, or, or how the island was for Oliver before we saw him again on the on you. Right. It's very, it's very simple when you're in isolation. It's and and basically and pretty much knowing that no one's no one's gonna take a shot at Moira either because of how how important she is to the to the town to the city. I mean. Right. Because people, like similar, I'm gonna use use a a real life thing similar to the O.J. Simpson case. Like more more more, of a queen is too too valuable to the to the to starting City as a city for them just to let her die, for to, just to let her die in prison. Because people want to see her pay for what she did. They don't want her to take the easy way out.
0: And she shouldn't get the easy way out because of her conspiring. But they should be a little easier on her because it wasn't her fault.
2: Okay, Walter's Walter's return. I was wondering where he was going to come in because we knew this previous summer that he was going to be back. I'm just
0: glad they got Colin Simon back because he's such a good actor.
2: Yes, and I really think that there could be an argument made. Now, stick with me here. That... Um, Felicity and Walter will play it like the dual role of Lucius Fox in a way. Felicity being the more technical, savvy, savvy part of Lucius Fox and Walter being the, you know, controlling the business part of Queen Consolidated. Still with me here?
0: Yeah, I like that, actually. That works really well. Well, and, And the way they brought him back, just in general, the way they brought him back, still Oliver considering him family. That's just so awesome.
2: And his relationship with Robert, I think if he were to find out that Oliver is the Hood, I don't think he would be totally repelled by it.
0: Well, I think part of that would also be due to the fact that he rescued him.
2: Well, I, I mean, he, other other than Moira and Thea, no one no one in his family knew Robert more than Walter did. Walter did almost consider, consider I mean, wa- Robert did consider Walter a brother in a lot of ways.
0: Absolutely. So, well, and, and I really look forward to seeing Walter kind of be a father figure to Thea. Too. Yeah.
2: Because I don't really think that think that Wolf should be Dig, honestly. And I don't yeah. think it really should be Oliver either.
0: No, I don't either. Because then, then you lose the whole brother sister aspect, and I think that's too valuable for the show.
2: Yes. Um. L- l- let's go back one step. Thea's kidnapping, uh, again, I, I didn't see it coming, but it made sense to me. I mean, you really needed somebody in danger, and they already used Laurel once in this episode. I'm sorry to go there, but it's true.
0: Well, and here's my question to you, Lou. It, when they first get into Verdant, the nightclub, they kind of terrorize it looking for Oliver because it's supposed to be his club. And then they just capture Thea almost out of the blue. Why would- how would they know Thea is Thea? How would they know she's a queen? Because it didn't seem at all like they thought that. It thought like they were just taking her as a hostage. Again, That's what it like.
2: Again, like, this goes back to my earlier theory. These guys are not- these guys are not inner gang. These guys are barely the royal flesh gang. Right. I mean, again, the leader—the thing that bothered me about the leader of this crew—this guy looks like he was installing satellite TV before the earthquake. Yeah. Like, I mean, and and a really good job, and a really good job with it too, if that's what you were going for. But my, the the point I really wanted to get with these kidnapping is the speech he has in the church to the guys. Yeah. Do you think that was a little forced or what did you think about it? Because I, I really don't have an opinion on it yet. I want
0: to hear your thoughts on it. I mean, I don't know if it was forced. I think you could definitely tell that it was um, convenient.
1: that it was set up.
0: Convenient, absolutely, but set up uh, for something later. I, I I don't think deep down Thea ever really... I think she blamed her mom, but I don't think she ever really hated her mom and she says that later. And I I don't know. To me, it kind of felt on the verge of forced, but it also felt a little bit natural based on her conversation with Oliver earlier.
2: And based on the fact that these, like, four gun-toting psychopaths, like, don't really care who they hurt as long as they hurt somebody.
0: Right, and and you, and you to me, it kind of almost felt like when Oliver last season had flown, like, right into Mora's window and said, you have failed the city, and she kind of pleads and brings her children into it before asking for her own life. Yeah. And it felt like that to me here with Thea. Yeah,
2: and, and, on, and honestly, we, uh, we have to go to the action. Really, really enjoyed the action sequences, and almost mirroring, again, I don't want to harp on this movie too much, but Batman 1989, when that, that one guy is dangling over the balcony, and Oliver's got him by the arm. I was thinking, all they're missing is a is a tank of acid underneath.
0: (laughs) You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Yeah,
2: I still don't understand what that means. But um, I have that
0: of all my prey. Yeah, the uh,
2: the 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 Arrow Cave 2.0. I don't like that it's smaller.
0: It does feel smaller, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, it. I mean, again, I think, maybe that's the, <laughs> the reason I'm laughing, i just about to say, maybe that's the executive producers saying to, saying to the audience visually, um, we need to save a little bit of budget.
0: Yeah, if you want supercars on the show, we need to save a budget.
2: Yeah, we need, we need a smaller arrow cave, a, stu- yeah. a loft to, to a studio, maybe? Possibly.
0: But one thing I've always loved about Superhero Hideouts, no matter how corny or cheesy it is, is when they have their uniform standing up, in, uh, like, what, just on a mannequin, just standing there waiting to be worn. Yes.
2: yes. I
0: love that. Yes. That is so classic. And it works so well on this show. It's ridiculous. And,
2: and usually I call hogwash on that, and I do in this show. The only time that I didn't call hogwash on it was Batman Beyond. Cause by that point, who visits Bruce Wayne? Right. But but yeah, but yeah, I did. Li- I know. Uh, in all seriousness, I did like, I did like the frame. I did like the, um, the um, the new tech. Are you are you are you liking that they're moving more forward to classic Green Arrow now, thanks to Felicity?
0: Yeah. I I, I do. I like that they're moving more to the classic. Um, They're moving a little bit away from the darker Mike Rowell stuff, but still staying true to it while still kind of going in a silver-ish direction. And a
2: little bit of Jeff Lemire, I
0: noticed, too. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. And I just have to say, and I was going to say this later, but I'll just say it now. All of you Arrow fans should be reading Jeff Lemire's Green Arrow book. Because, honestly, every issue just leaves my jaw on the ground. It's, it, it's, just, just, so...
2: it's just as good as, as um, Scott Snyder's Batman. It's
0: yes, it is. And Arrow fans, if you jump onto it with his first issue, which is Green Arrow issue 17, it, it has characters from Arrow in it. It has Shadow. It has Vertigo. It has Oliver. It has new characters and that you've never heard of. Have,
2: and it will have Diggle, from what I understand.
0: Yes, actually, Green Arrow issue twenty-four, which just came out, I think two weeks ago now, had the first appearance of Diggle in it, and it was amazing. I, it was so awesome. I, I'm I, so glad he's in the comments. I, I
2: do love the fact that we are going to get not well. We'll get to the superpower thing later, but um, I love how it's more, more or less urban hunter and more like high tech, almost James Bondy superhero with the tech too
0: yeah and, and i think obviously you need to keep some of the hunter aspects in there because i mean that that is who green arrow is he's not just a superhero but he's also a hunter in a sense and and that's kind of how he learned his skills in the first place so you kind of need to keep that to an extent but yeah i love that i love that he's becoming sure more, more inspiration for barry allen when he eventually gets on the show. Now, I do have to go back to the Arrowcase really quick.
2: Okay, and then I have to touch on something that... Actually, two things that wasn't in the script go on.
0: Okay. I have to go back there really quick, and then we'll move on to you, Luke. Okay. I'm really wondering... How is Oliver going to constantly get into that club without Thea noticing what he's I doing was in
2: wondering f- I was wondering that too and I, I, here's the here's the thing. I really don't want thea to be a superhero, maybe at all, just because of her reactions to Roy doing
0: it unless it's done extremely well and and her story goes in that direction, and that is done very well and the and the actors can pull it off. I don't want it either yeah.
2: Because I really think that Thea should be the quote-unquote sacrifice, like maybe in the third or fourth season if we get that far, like to to Roy and Oliver and maybe even start the rift between Roy and Oliver.
0: Well, if that's not already there.
2: (laughs) Yeah, because again, they established they're not really good friends, maybe ever.
0: Right. Right, and, and and Oliver just doesn't—I don't think—approve of any boyfriend for theta, quite honestly. Well, but, that's
2: a brother thing, like. But especially a punk. Yeah, um, especially the one with that one that looks like Roy. Um, I have to yeah. mention two things. Did you like? Did you like? Um, Diggle and Felicity pushing Oliver so much?
0: Yes, because I think that's what they're there for.
2: Yeah, and and really. They're not, they're not mad of, of his reasons not doing it anymore. They're just, they're just worried, what is the, what is the city going to be Be like without its hero?
0: Right. And, and I think that's very valid because once Oliver first became the hood and once he first started patrolling Starling City and crossing names off of his list, which, by the way, I hope we do see that list at some point again in the series,
2: I, um, I don't think we're going to see it like the first half of season two. Because Oliver really has disdain for everything he did in the first season.
0: Well, right. And, I, and it doesn't have to be a main plot point at all or anything like that. But I I, would, I think it'd be interesting if he researched the list again and found people like Isabel Rochef, Danny Brickwell, all these characters from the comics. Ron's who Tiger. Was,
1: yeah,
0: Bronze Tiger. Like he was, if his name was in there or something like that, I think that'd be very awesome.
2: I think, I think really... Also, Oliver has re- a newfound resentment for his dad. Because really, that l- l- he mentions it in this episode, that list was a fool's errand.
0: And to an extent.
2: Yeah. I mean, there was some good out, out of it, but the bad totally outweighs the good in this situation. Um...
1: But um, to be
0: fair, without it, he would have never stopped the undertaking, or stopped, or killed Malcolm, or
2: had any idea about the undertaking at all. Um, yeah. What What do you What do you think about the Black Canary?
0: Um, Dan kind of touches this on his and Andy's voicemail. I'm still hoping that the whole thing about Sarah potentially being Black Canary is false. Because first of all, I don't think the producers or anyone would let that information get out as early as it did. And second of all, I just don't think it works.
2: So I'm,
0: I'm really excited to see who she is.
2: Yeah, I want to see, oh, I, I I see the actress they chose, honestly. Because if it can work, I'm on board. If not, then they need to like kill her for real.
0: Right. And, and really, though, I, I think it really, especially based off of this episode... It would really hurt Oliver's character development, and, and to an extent Laurel and Lance's character development, if it were Sarah and she were still alive. Especially what? based off what Oliver was talking about, and what even Lance said in this episode.
2: But look at the potential drama that can come with Sarah's return if she is the Yeah,
0: I, I don't know, it feels like wasted drama to me. It, but, it just... but again, this is,
2: I, th- I think this is about putting Oliver through the ringer even more than he already was.
0: If anything, I feel he would be more relieved that she's alive,
2: well, but also let's think about this for just a second, okay, laurel's against the, the vigilante, well we'll just call him that for the call him that for the sake of argument now, now she's working with blood, who I call I called harvey Harvey dead all through this episode, yeah, um. He, she's she's working with the district attorney's office to bring the hood in. It would it, w- it would be really interesting to me if she finds out who this black canary is before anybody else does.
0: Now that would be interesting, but that it, it could still be anybody. It wouldn't have to be Laurel for it to or, or Sarah for it to be an, or make an impact. I should say.
2: But I think it's the most logical the way they're gonna go, though. To be honest with you. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying this is, this is my, my favorite, my favorite thing that the, the producers would ever do. But again, the writing's on the wall. Speaking of writing on the wall, two things actually: Central City, Star Labs mentioned in this episode.
0: Bethany Snow.
2: And, and Channel fifty two. And is she? And is that a reference in the comics? I can't remember. I think it is.
0: Yes, it is. She's actually a news reporter in the comics, but. Currently, she's doing this backup feature called Channel 52 at the end of each DC comic book, 52. and it kind of gives, I it was about that week. Yeah.
1: 52? Huh. Well, the, ch-
0: the news channel she was reporting on this episode was 52.
2: Huh. Where have I heard that number before?
0: 52. Yes. And then there was also the reference to Blood, whose brother Blood from the comics, Sebastian Blood, who's actually a big Teen Titans adversary, who... Which means it might be trouble for Roy later this season. Do you think
2: that that's what they're going with for this character?
0: To get Roy a
2: nemesis? No, like just what the blood or blood thing in general.
0: Oh I yeah, I think he'll definitely become a villain by the time it's over.
2: It'll it'll be tied he'll be tied to a to a chair with a bunch of gas drums around him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I really
0: hope they stop Gable back this season, though. I gotta say, I want Count Vertigo, and I want him to have some sort of mind power.
2: But with all, but with all this stuff coming in, and and before I begin, I want to add one more thing, and maybe we'll talk about this more in the spoilers. Um, I men, subtle mentions to Barry Allen in that newscast too. Yeah. Because that experiment is what, what that, I mean, not, this isn't big spoilers, but that experiment in the comics, I think, in the Silver Age too, and not just in the New Fifty Two, is what gives um, Barry Allen his ability. And if you know the name Barry Allen, you pretty much know know what I'm talking about.
0: Well, in the comics, it's because lightning strikes chemicals and they spill all over him and mix on him.
2: Yeah, and and if you need if you need a reference to what we're talking about, go look at Children's Shirt on the Big Bang Theory.
0: Yes, which by the way, I got that green arrow shirt that he wears that we based our logo off of. I I
2: need, I need to get that that flash t-shirt
0: though. That shirt is awesome. Yeah, that flash t-shirt is pretty sweet. Um but, but that yeah. shirt is from the Bang, Big Bang or not the Big Bang theory, from Batman's the brew or the Bowl. Oh really? Like the green arrow shirt? I didn't know that until I looked at the tag. I'm like I only knew this from Big Bang Theory. I didn't know it was a Brave in the Bullets shirt.
2: I need to get that shirt Anyway, the other thing I wanted to mention, going back to Arrow, they are setting up Felicity and Ollie, aren't they?
0: Oh, I know. Tell me about it.
2: you my favorites, but it would be interesting to see.
0: I just hope they don't try and play it like Chloe and Oliver, where... They're together, and they try and stay together. And I don't want them
2: to be in love with each other. I want them to be
0: attracted to each other. See, I don't mind the flirting or the attracting. I just don't need them in a relationship. I think she should be in a relationship with Diggle, to be honest.
2: I think she should be just by herself.
0: It, I, well, so do I, but if anyone... I'd rather it be Diggle, because at least that makes sense, and that could go somewhere later in the series.
2: But they're really playing this Oliver and um, I
0: know, I know.
2: The Felicity thing, which, which, believe it or not, I know you disagree. A lot of the female fans actually want.
0: I know, and You're I'm like, this. really, I'm like, really, <laughs> kind of like his sidekick to an extent. You don't, you don't need that. That's stupid.
2: We didn't need Barbara Gordon and Bruce Wayne together. And we don't need no, Felicity. we don't need
0: that either. That's just gross.
2: <laughs> and, we, <laughs> and we and we don't need Felicity and Oliver together. By the way, going back to Walter for a sec, I love how they acknowledge each other, Felicity and um, Walter.
1: Yes,
0: I was um, glad that that continuity was there as well.
2: Um, we di- we didn't mention in the Mora thing how the Thea and Thea and Mora thing was kind of resolved. Yeah. Which I which I really enjoyed, and I think I think th- this will begin the sp- the slow process with Moira. Now to the second main event, I I ripped on the flashbacks constantly during season one. Now they actually have a story, and now they're awesome. How do you feel about the time jumping a little bit in the flashbacks? Now now that we have Shadow and Oliver technically as a couple.
0: Well, it's a year later, or not a year, but it's a few months months
2: later. Five months they sit in the the show.
0: Yeah, technically speaking, from the start of season two, it's still five years ago. Which I do like uh, that they're still keeping it like that. I I really liked the jump. I thought it made sense, and I do like that her and Oliver are a couple. That also makes sense, and that could work, or that could be uh, used. That could be used very well if they bring Shadow to the present. Or depending on how these flashbacks go. Because I, she's a very independent character, and she's usually not partnered with anybody. Uh, with the exception being sometimes Green Arrow. So I think it'll be very interesting to see where this
1: goes.
2: I actually would really like them to bring Selena Jade Shadow into the present. Just because of his problem. I mean, I mean, they pretty much set up the fact that Laurel and him will not be a couple. Yet. Although like that
0: is the end game.
2: Yeah, they, they need they need some kind of uh, female interaction. I do not I do not want I do not want Shadow to kill Felicity. I I saw that theory somewhere.
0: Oh, no, I don't like that either. I think it'd be interesting, quite honestly, if Shadow was the Black Canary. Um, I, I,
2: I, I, I don't. I just want Shadow to be Shadow, quite honestly. I could also see them bringing Slade Wilson in.
0: Oh, they need to so badly.
2: Because we mentioned this on the show, Manu Bannon is not an easy performer to keep on the show just because of his paycheck.
0: No, he's not. And you know what, though? But you know what, though? I really think he enjoys his role here. Yeah. I really think he likes his role on the show. And, and I think really, he's we've not-,
2: not seen a Slade Wilson de- um, deathstroke... Hit a character like his being fully fleshed out like this anywhere? Not even, not even in the comics.
0: No, not really. And like you said, not even in the comics. Definitely not on the Teen Titans cartoon, even though he was on that all the way through. I mean, he, he
2: he became more or less Bane for for a for a long time in his run in the comics.
0: Yeah, in a sense, yeah. And I really like that they're giving him a a real personality and a a real character here, and they're really developing him. Like, even that line when he said that Oliver wasn't the only one who cared for Shadow, like, and I know Dan and Annie kind of mentioned this in their voicemail, but, like, that makes me feel like there's going to be some tension there that's going to result in something even bigger maybe in the present.
2: Well, Selena Jade is beautiful. I mean, it's not, it's not difficult to think of like any, any red-blooded man being attracted to a woman like this. Especially one that can fight and take care of herself. Speaking of fighting, though, I love how Oliver's progressing on the island. Yes. His, fight, his fighting skills have gotten so much better. But we're starting to see what we saw in the early episodes of Season 1, especially in the pilot when it came to Oliver's inner wrath. When he totally just goes to town on that guy for almost killing Shadow, I think that's gonna set up something big later on, either involving Slade or Shadow or both.
0: And who knows? That could be the origin of why Slade's mask is on a pole on and the beach in the island.
2: Yeah, because we don't really know who betrayed who. We know who, someone betrayed somebody, but we should not. We should not just assume that, like. Slate went rogue just for the sake of going rogue, or, or Shadow, Shadow gave into her greed. Like we have to remember that there there is wrath inside of Oliver because because of of what his father did and being marooned on this island for so long. When you're so used to normal everyday society, um, I, even though at this point
0: maybe he's not so used to it anymore.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and and the and the, and it actually raises the question about S- Shadow and Slate. What are we gonna do about this kid? Right. Because that kind of rap is not something easily to be controlled. Um. Do you do you want to talk about the box set after we talk about Twitter's thoughts?
0: Yeah, that sounds great. But before we even go into Twitter's thoughts, let's go first to Dan and Andy as they left their voicemail for the season two premiere of Arrow City of Heroes. I do want to say it is longer than their normal voicemails are going to be. It's about ten minutes long. I gave that I did allow them to do that though this week because I felt like since it's it was the, the first premiere, episode back. We have to. Yeah, they they really deserved it. So they've been waiting for the season as long as we have, but that's neither here nor there. Here are Dan Dan Schmidt and Andy Babak as they talk about their thoughts on the season two premiere. Of
3: Arrow. Hi, Michael and Wu. It's me. It's me, and And with me is Dan Schmidt, and we are just going to give you guys our brief thoughts about the season premiere of Arrow season two. Which was awesome. It was awesome, for God's sake. It was awesome. So, first off, Oliver, his Oliver's damaged from since he came back. He's healing, and he wants to become a hero. And I think this is. that was beautiful, and that was really heartbreaking because you know this premiere was really about the, the you know the the after you know the, the after damage that was Tommy's death. I, yeah. it was it was horrible knowing that on the on the night it premiered, it was calling Donald's birthday, and what he sees oh it's my gravestone woo and yeah. um so like it, it was it was heartbreaking to see. But I like that Oliver is really trying to change that he doesn't. I think he's still gonna kill a few people, but really if they really really deserve said. I know it yeah. sounds awful, I know. But, yeah, what what do you think, Dan?
4: Well, I think one of the biggest discrepancies people had with the first season, and I felt that Nico and I and you, and you guys are longbow Hunters, Michael Wu, Wu, kind of made our peace with it, with Oliver killing people. We figured that for the show to be realistic, collateral damage was necessary. And I thought this show kind of hit that issue right on the head and cleared it up a little bit with Tommy being the inspiration to get Oliver to stop killing. Could kind of be more of the traditional superhero we're used to. I thought that was a really nice touch, really nice motivation. Could kind of also was a great way to show that throughout this program, it's about Oliver still having to develop into the hero he's destined to be. Kind of, I mean, that keeps us in this show for the long run because we realize He's not completely the green arrow yet. God, this show is about him developing into that hero. So there's still development. There's still that possibility. Like the journey we watched Clark go on on Smallville. Because I think that's what people turning into the arrow are looking for. Because I like that development. But still doing that in a way that they can get the big-time action as well. Which this episode did a great job delivering on. With a lot of the cool stunts they did in this episode.
3: Yeah. Bam Bam and his team for the win. Yes. Now... The new cave. Felicity, can you just come and, you know, change my room into that cave? Because that was badass. Yes. I love that. And um, I'm loving... Look, the best, the best relationship on this show right now is the Roy-Fear relationship. And yes. If, look, the, the only time I will allow them to break up is if Cheshire comes in. Otherwise, this can never...
4: They always need to be get to be together. Well, I want to talk a little bit about the improvements that's gone on. With Thea's character, God, loving loving the new haircut Will Holland has—it's pretty cute, like that. God, but I also like just the advancements. Cut her character with her being kind of responsible and having the job of running the nightclub, kind yeah. Of the business and being a kind of more respectable rich girl, which is cool because you don't see a lot of that in the real world. Especially so I really on, the like
3: CW, on the CW, on the CW,
4: especially. And the arc with her mom was very powerful. Like a really strong and really well acted. It's, by both actresses, there. They always have great scenes. I don't think there has been ever yeah.
3: a scene where I'm being like, "Oh, mommy and daughter issues, yada yada yada." But like, they're always great, and I want to see more of that. And I, poor Susanna, I I that she's in jail, but all yeah. those. But let's move. We need to, you know, we need to move on. Um, the flashback this in this premiere, it felt a little random because it. Yeah. But I still love that, you know, more Manu Bennett, more Selena Jade, more Shadow and Slade. Um, it was kind of funny, you know, he he breaks a bird, like, you know, he breaks a bird and just says something and like, oh, right. he's, oh, she's teaching you Chinese now. How, how cute.
4: But right, But also it seemed like it established that there's still more Oliver needs to learn from his time on the island. And we see that when he starts hitting that guy with a rock. Right. And I think there's going to be a hard lesson he's going to learn during this year on the island. And I think what may happen because it may lead to a following out between him and um, Deathstroke. Or what's going to become Deathstroke. Um, and it's going to have something to do with Shadow. Because he did say something about I care for her too. Because i worried if them both caring about her causes a conflict between the two of them. Yeah, kind I noticed that too out. when he
3: said that. And I hope they don't fight over Shadow because first of all, Shadow is in the comics, she's an in- independent character from what I know. She doesn't need men Right. To define her, but whatever. But, um, and that may happen. She may screw them both over after they have the falling out. And then she leaves. I don't know. No, but I, I hope yeah. to see her for a long time. I, I want to see them just being on the island for a long time. And I wonder who these guys are there now. You know what I kept thinking of? Year one of Green Arrow, year one, that book. What if this is what happens? What, what if this is going the, to be the, the storyline that brings in
4: the drugs and so on? Because, like... Yeah, it seemed like it.
3: Why would people go to that island?
4: Right. Well, exactly. Now Unless they were doing something bad.
3: Yeah. Every actor in this episode was on, just on their a game. This episode, it, it was oh, yeah. yeah, like it's it's it, it's like a whole new show. It's a whole new show for these actors, and uh, you know they're really stepping. Yeah, really, I,
4: I don't, When you say a whole new show, I don't want people to think that it wasn't good last season.
3: I, look, season one of error is going to be iconic for the rest of the series. I love season yeah. one. I rewatched all the episodes like 10 times now during the summer. It's fantastic. I'm just saying that it it feels like it, it's this is the, it's a new season. It's like season one is kind of, they put it behind. They're referencing a few people. They, they reference Malcolm a lot, which makes sense. By the same time, I'm wondering, yeah. is this a hint? Even though Laurel says, Oh, thank Lord that she got to kick some ass. But like, Laura says, you know, Malcolm Merlin is dead. Like,
4: Well, I think they're doing, they're making up for the mistake that the Dark Knight, um, the Dark Knight Rises did, where they failed to mention anything about the Joker.
3: That's I mean, a his, good
4: point. His damage was so well felt through Gotham City at the end of that movie, and there's no addressing of it at all, Dark Knight Rises, because it just doesn't seem right. So I feel like, With Arrow, they're saying Malcolm a lot because they want you to know this guy really did some serious damage. Yeah, and he really hurt a lot of people, including Oliver.
3: Everyone was like, episode twenty-three was named "Sacrifice," so everybody lost something. They sacrificed something. Yep. Now we have one last thing to talk about before we uh, give it back to Michael and Wu. Isabel, uh, Summer Glau is Isabel. Oh my God, she was awesome! I, this woman terrifies me she is so good at being scary and powerful skynet wants to take over oliver's company and yeah and the whole time she was just a robot no but like i i think she really fits the show and i i really want to see more of her i'm wondering how close she will be to her comic book counterpart i i don't know i i need to look up
4: that character actually
3: it's a weird costume she has in the comics from what i've seen on google images and um, no, but overall, we, we got some Easter eggs. We got uh, Bethany Snow from yes. the comics. We got, two comics. uh, we got Star Labs references, which is good. <clears throat> Flash and um, ah! right. and um, you know, it was over a really great season for me. I had nothing to complain about. I think everyone was at their best. I think everyone got enough screen time. I love seeing Walter back again. That was nice. Yeah,
4: great, great use of his character at the end.
3: Yeah, and I hope we get to see him more this season.
4: I really hope he acts as that mentor figure. They seem to set it up what he said. Oliver, if you need anything, I'm still here for you. But I really hope the writers go through with that because I, I think he could be a great like Jonathan Kent father figure-like character on this show.
3: And I love this actor.
4: So- oh, yeah. And, oh, and real quick, you guys, I know word came out that Black Canary might be Laurel's sister, Sarah. I don't think that rumor is true. I think it is. I, I still have an idea. I still think it's Laurel. I do. I, I still think it's Laurel. Even though they cast an actress? Because because they because when they said that she she still felt the the hood responsible one one of the two hoods that was responsible for Tommy's death is still out there. That made me feel like she's out there trying to fight him. She's trying to find a way to fight him.
3: But if they have cast and different actors for the role, but was it for that just one episode, or is that in general? She's going to be recurring. Okay. A- and I hope we're not spoiling anything, uh, guys. If you guys haven't talked about this yet, we I, we apologize immediately. And um, yeah, if
4: you need to cut it out, yeah, well, that's fine. Yeah, and um, but I I just want to throw that out there, guys. I still think it's possible they it could be Laurel. I could be wrong, but why would you reveal? something that big so early on in the season. Because, I mean, it feels like that information is everywhere. Because I just wouldn't think the writers would be that open about it. They
3: have said in interviews that this is the beginning of the Black Canary story, and it's going to inspire Laurel, because I don't think that is Laurel. I don't think Laurel will be somebody who would actually put on... A blonde wig. I think she would probably dye her hat. But, but okay, let's. We need to wrap it up, guys.
4: Okay. Continue.
3: We we we. Uh, all of us on AT. We can't wait to hear you guys again back on the air. We're so excited for Bonders to be back. Arrow as well. So we can't wait for next week's episode. So guys, have a good one.
4: Yeah, you guys definitely, and uh, looking forward to hearing your thoughts on Black Canary and some of the other things that are set up this coming season as well. Have a good show, guys. Bye. Bye. All right, and we're back from that. Uh, we are going to move on now to
0: Twitter's thoughts, if I can just pull that up real quick. Um, for those of you who don't know how this works or if you're new to the podcast, what we do every week is we read Twitter's thoughts on that, this uh, current week's episode of Arrow. Um, and, the, and how we do that is you guys will send us a tweet explaining your favorite moments and your thoughts on each week's episode. And then we'll just read it on air, and all you have to do is mention us at Arrow Podcast because that's our Twitter account. So let's uh, let's first start with Lauren from TV Ever After, uh, good follow of ours. She's been here since pretty much the beginning. Love you. She said the episode, yes, she said the episode was pretty good. She liked the character development of Oliver, uh, and that, and she liked that he was not killing uh, the hoods. So I compl- and I completely agree with that. Uh, Alex Snow said, "Great, nat- great natural developments from the first season, even going back all the way to the pilot." And Darren, uh, or and he continues and he says uh, that Laurel's general anger should lead nicely into the eventual, into the eventual black canary. Yeah. So that's exciting also. Uh, Darren Darren Bogus said, "I was going to say this that the writers are taking their uh, time with the great par- character payoffs." And he says that the cast is great and that they're very hardworking. He also likes the, uh, upgraded arrow cave and, and that his wife really agrees with Felicity when talking about Oliver's workout on the salmon ladder. <laughs> Sean Murphy said that it was an amazing episode in the star labs. Easter egg was incredible. And that uh,
2: technology and research, I should
0: say. Yes. If you're going to go the small fill route. Uh, he also liked that uh, superpowers are going to eventually come to the show, and he's excited for the new characters to appear. Um, uh,
2: may, may I say, I'll be done with Twitter's thoughts, I need to say something really
0: quick. We are not, there are a good amount left, but if you want to say something, go right ahead.
2: Oh no, go on, go on and let me know when Twitter's thoughts are finished.
0: Alright. We got a lot this week, actually, so good good for you guys. Nick, uh, Gorda, something like that? Sorry, Nick.
1: Nick Honestly, Nick. Yeah.
0: Honestly, it couldn't have been better, and I really hope Roy becomes Arsenal, not Red Arrow. Also, I can't wait for uh, – he says Wally here and the rest, but I'm assuming he means Barry.
1: Yeah.
0: I also I also hope that Roy becomes Arsenal, Nick. I, I, I'm not too fond of the Red Arrow persona, especially with how that ends. Um, Green Arrow fans said, uh, Willow's performance was amazing. Verdant Arrow said – That, uh, he loved it. It was a great, there was a great dynamic between Roy and Oliver in this episode and that their, uh, relationship is going to be very interesting. She also hashtags Olicity and says that, yeah, uh, and says that Black Canary and Star Labs are must and are awesome. Uh, Roy Harper, now this is, this comes from someone who's calling himself Roy Harper, so we'll just go with it, said that I thought it was outstanding and it promises a great season for the show. I think it looks like, uh, yeah, actually, yeah, he says, just says that twice. Our Sylvia said it was a brilliant start to a new season, and there's so much happening all at once that it's absolutely amazing. Our good friend Lou James Hansen, said that he just loved it. Uh, and Jay-Z Cost, of course, giving his thoughts, he goes, and we're back. Feels great to say that. Some of the things things I liked, of course, are Felicity. She is awesome. And Oliver deciding that now is the time to become Green Arrow instead of the hood was great. Oh, shoot.
2: You have failed this podcast.
0: I have failed this podcast.
2: I was waiting
1: for a <laughs> moment where I
0: could it. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> hold on, said. hold on, it's back. It's back, stupid, stupid iPod. The island stuff was interesting, not as much as I would have hoped for. But what we got there was good. All in all, solid opener. Can't wait for what the rest of the season has in store. And as always, I can't wait for next week. Hashtag you have failed this podcast. So we got a lot of Twitter thoughts this week, guys. Sorry I was a little tongue-tied through that. It's a lot to read. And I'm just really don't happy you guys are enjoying it as much as we are. Don't waste what? me time
2: tied don't, don't waste me tongue-tied. There's, there's a little pop music. Yeah. <laughs> Yes,
0: but I'm really glad you guys are enjoying Arrow as much as we are, because it's such a great show, and the premiere was incredible.
2: I think but anyway,
1: Lou, I what think, did you
2: have to say? Well, two things, actually, no. One of the things that one of our, our fans on Twitter said, there's going to be a lot of content this season. Lots of content. Yeah. Just from what we know coming down, and the things they set up, I could see, I could see all of these getting paid off. Like at the end of the season, and, and maybe, and maybe some some things after that. I corresponded with um, Blake Neely, the composer of *Arrow* via social media, and
0: I. Asked his soundtrack's out now, by the way. So go get his soundtrack, cause that's out.
2: Yes, and do it via our iTunes store. We have our iTunes store. I will mention more of that like later on. But um, one of the things that he, I asked him, I asked him, and I quote: Is there any kind of like, um. Nice little anecdote you could give our li- our listeners about this about this episode. Not not really. He said he said to me not not really not anything really that too new or or that compelling about about the score for this week. He did say though he did tweak the um score um and he did make uh, some subtle changes. Did you notice these subtle changes, sir? Like I did.
0: I did. Yeah. I did. I could tell it was a little different, and that's due to me listening to uh, some tracks from his soundtrack for the past week. So they,
2: they do feel they do feel a little bit more peppy, don't they? Not really that much, but there is a difference. And I love it. Yeah, you
0: can definitely tell. and I think it's and sorry to cut you off, Lou, I think it's very good that he did that. Especially with the new tone of the show and Oliver moving from vigilante to superhero.
2: And I love the new title card, the new title card for the show. They kind of updated the title card. Love that there is a that there is an arrow sound effect now when we get to the title card.
1: Yes.
0: Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. Love that music. It's and, so good. Go buy it on iTunes, guys. It's
2: fantastic. And and um and um. W- w- One last last thing, five
0: five out of five, really, for this episode. I agree. I I completely agree with with TV shows. It takes a lot for me to buy an episode on iTunes, but I had to buy this episode because it was absolutely fantastic, and I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, and it was a great way to come back from a season-long hiatus, especially with an episode like Sacrifice being the season finale. So kudos to the Arrow team. You guys all did great. Everyone did.
2: Yep. Um, we want to talk about one more thing before we get, say our goodbyes. The, the Arrow box set, um, came out on DVD and Blu-ray in late September. We're sorry we didn't get a chance to cover that during, for an episode. Michael and I are just really busy. Um, pretty standard box set. There really isn't that many like special features like to. Lot over. I will say, though, that the gag reel is one of the funniest things I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> yes, I mean, quite honestly, if I'm going to be completely honest, nothing compares to Supernatural's gag reels. But Arrow is up there because it was just so funny. I will,
2: I will say, uh, the funniest thing on the gag reel is the end with Malcolm Merlin and Tommy. Yes. I, I laughed my butt off when I saw this. Also, but I will say this for the box set. If you buy the Blu-ray and if you have a Blu-ray player, just go ahead and buy the Blu-ray because with the Blu-ray set you get a digital copy of all the episodes, a Blu-ray and a DVD set, all 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 in all in one box set, and it's only and you get all that for fifty fifty dollars.
0: Oh wow. See, I got, i just got the regular standard DVD because that's normally what I get for a TV series. But that's—that's that's tempting.
2: Yeah, I mean, I got all of that for fifty dollars, and I would—I would have gotten the DVD set if I—if I didn't get all that stuff with the—with the um box set but also a couple things I want to say about the box set before we go and then we have one more bit of news and then we'll go into the spoilers um really good documentary on this on the last disc of how the executive producers developed the series and came up with the storylines really good in-depth interviews from almost everybody in the cast really good really good featurette on the um the action sequences yes. created by Bam, also...
0: That was my favorite part, that yeah. fight school, stun school thing. And that was my favorite part of the box set. And,
2: and really and really interesting anecdotes about the quiver, the, the or not the quiver, the bow. Because if you look closely on that bow he used in season one, there's a set of brass knucks on that bow. Yeah. So, so it's not just a shooting element. There actually is some actual fight elements, which is why Oliver keeps using it. I, normally, I don't I don't talk about deleted scenes on discs because I don't think they really add that much to the episode. In this sense, I really wish they had kept some of those deleted scenes because I went through all of them. There are actually some really good deleted scenes that add to some of the
1: episodes. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and of course they have the whole Paley Fest panel up there which Woo you and I watched live and I tweeted via the Aero podcast account we live tweeted that and everything.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't, so I, we've don't already- I don't know if I could do that this year if they go back this year unfortunately. You you you're going to have to you're going to have to take over that one for me. But yes, they also have that on there. Um one more thing before we go. If you have Netflix Instant Watch and you don't, you can't afford to get the box set. Just, just a couple days ago, Wednesday actually. Yep. Yeah. They added um. Arrow to Netflix Instant Watch, which is funny because I was thinking to myself, okay, Warner Brothers added the following to Netflix Instant Watch, they added season 8 of Supernatural, I was like, where's Arrow, where's Arrow, where's Arrow, and I was thinking that then the next day they added Arrow, so there you go.
0: And, b- and before we go, or move on into our closing, first of all I want to say, there are no there's no Arrow digital chapter this week. Obviously, normally we would cover them, but this week, for some reason, there was not. I don't know when that's starting back up again. Or, I or, are they
2: setting it. that up at all? Or,
0: I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. They might not be. So we'll keep you updated on that. But I do have to say, I was very sad that Supernatural and Arrow were not going to be airing on the same night anymore. I was very sad, and I was very sad that Supernatural got moved to Tuesdays, although it does make for a nice uh, show to watch after S.H.I.E.L.D. I, I will say, Supernatural had a great premiere, and Fantastic. I will say Arrow had a great premiere.
2: Fantastic premiere
0: for Supernatural. Fantastic yeah. premieres, absolutely. Yeah. But I will—I am going to say this right now: Amel Wednesday's are awesome because I watched the Tomorrow People pilot immediately following Arrow. I was—I'm hooked.
2: Really? I really enjoyed
0: the show. I thought—I thought it was very good.
2: Okay, maybe I should watch it then because you are you are very picky about your TV watching.
0: I am. I thought it was very good. It has a very, it it really has an interesting story, quite honestly. And I think it has this this element of mystery that rival that could potentially, depending on how long the series goes, rival Eros. And I think they make for very good partners on Wednesday nights.
2: Okay. I, Okay, maybe I need to watch that on Hulu then, because after you sing that, maybe I should watch it. Because you and I are very picky about about what we love, what we learn. like to enjoy to watch on TV. And not to harp on this again, I thought Agents of Shield, the premiere was good, but it doesn't compare to Arrow to me in terms of quality. And I'm just I'm being very And I think
0: actually, it. that's because they're so different shows.
2: Yeah. I mean, Arrow, like, yeah. I, like
0: I don't think you can compare them. They're so different from each other.
2: Yeah, Arrow, Arrow Arrow is much more character based and Shield is much more case by case story based to me. It's
0: and really I think Shield relies a lot on the movies. Yeah.
2: Maybe a little too much, but again, this is something for the Helicarrier podcast, also on ATA to talk about. Anyway, five out of five. Um, um, we have an email, don't we,
0: Michael? Yes, absolutely we do. It's acrosstheairways at gmail.com. That is how you can email us about your thoughts on Arrow every week. Just make sure you tag Lou and I in the email, just directing it towards us, or just direct it to Longbow Hunters, the Arrow podcast, or just Longbow Hunters podcast in general.
2: Yes. Our voicemail. We have a voicemail number at ATA. Please specify in your voicemail to, that you want to talk to us. its seven seven three eight zero nine three three six three. That's 1773 We also have a Google Plus page. Look for us there across the airwaves. We also have a Facebook, please like us on there. We also have a Twitter, two Twitters. The general Across the Airwaves, at Across Airwaves, there's no the. it's just at Across Airwaves. And we also have a Twitter, like most of our fans tweeted us this episode, it's at Arrow Podcast. My personal Twitter is at WSK9002, that's at WSK9002. Michael's is at MJ Petty 7. That is at MJ Petty 7. And we are so glad to be back. Mike oh, and yeah. I. And we are so yeah. glad that the season has, has um, picked up so great from where they left off last season. And it is my duty, yes, and I just said duty, to get all of my other friends hooked on Arrow. And now that it's on Netflix and Instant Watch... That's easier to do, and I've already converted like two maybe, th- two, maybe three people to Arrow. And quite honestly, this is the best time to do it because the season just started.
0: And really, too, if, if you at all like Smallville or know anyone who likes Smallville, I think most Smallville fans like Arrow.
2: Well, if you're a Nolan Batman fan...
0: Right. Or if you're a Nolan Batman fan or just a DC Universe fan, or if you want to get into a show about a superhero you don't know much about but would like to, Arrow is the show for you.
1: Yeah. And like, I'm,
0: honestly, I'm, I'm trying to get my cousin Craig, who's a longtime Superman, longtime Smallville fan, into the show. And I'm, I'm going to sit down with him and just watch that pilot because I think he'll be hooked immediately. And I think a lot of people would be, too, if they if it were on a bigger network than the CW.
1: Yeah, if,
2: if this thing was if this thing was on Fox or NBC, um, it it would. Well, because... It might
0: not be as good first of all, but it would definitely have a bigger audience.
2: Okay, um, we we we're gonna get into the spoilers right now. If you're not gonna join us for the spoilers, please please join us for episode two, which is called
0: Identity. So yeah, definitely be back for that, guys. So I guess. Are uh... they just
2: ripping off Smallville titles or what?
0: Oh, yeah, totally. They did it last season. They, con- <laughs> they did it last season. They'll continue to this season, so we'll see how that goes. But um, So we're going to...
2: Yeah. Episode three is going to be called
1: Fortune? How
0: do we do? Oh, my lord. <laughs> but, yeah, so... So for, of course, Dan Schmidt, Nico Riepstech, Andy Gabach. I'm Michael J. Petty.
2: And my, my name is Wooaz Kim.
0: Until next time, guys, we will catch you on the airwaves. Stay tuned after the music for the spoilers, but if you do not want to be spoiled... Yeah. Watch this next episode of Arrow, and we will see you next time. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Have a great one.
1: Size. I'd be one of the guys. With martial arts from iron fist and wall I'll gather up and teach her all my songs. Oh. We all need to have secret identities now.
2: My secret identity is this black driver.
1: The triad will rule Starling City. I have something to say about it.
3: I promise he will not go down without a fight. Time to die.
2: Let me help you. Feeling
1: unsatisfied? Arrow, all new. This Wednesday at 8, 7 central on The CW.
0: DC Comics Bronze Tiger and China White wreak havoc on the Glades. Oliver, Oliver finds out the medicine that is being sent to the Glades Memorial is being hijacked by thieves. Without an influx of supplies, the hospital will close. Roy attempts to stop the thieves, but he fails and is arrested by Officer Lance. Oliver gets into a heated battle with China White and her new partner, Ben Turner, a.k.a. the Bronze Tiger, guest, star, guest starring Michael Jai White. Over the supplies. Meanwhile, Laurel makes plans to catch the arrow, and Thea gives Roy an ultimatum. Nick Koppes directed this episode, written by Ben Solakowski and Beth Schwartz. The
2: the main writing the main writing team over at Arrow. Where may I add? Other than the creators, of course. Other than
0: the creators, yeah, absolutely. They're and they're so good.
2: Yes, they really are the Brian Peterson and Kelly Souders from Smallville, aren't they?
0: They really are, yeah. Because if the if the three main guys—Guggenheim, Kressburg, and Berlanti—if they leave, these two are taking over. Not not
2: to not to take the entire spoiler section about this, but is Berlanti really a part of Arrow anymore? Or is he spending most of his time with Tomorrow
0: People? He's still doing both. At this point, he still has a good role on Arrow. I've heard, but he also wants to take time on the Tomorrow People, which is why he's kind of a co-producer on both shows, so he can take time with each each of them.
2: Yeah, I'm am I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me if he did leave to go do Tomorrow People. Anyway, which, first of all,
0: which uh, I want I don't think I'd have a problem with because it's a good show. But anyway, I
2: think Google and I Chris Prick have got this thing anyway. But um. Yeah. I think that's the beginning and the end for Roy and Thea as a couple.
0: Which is so sad because I really like it right now.
2: But you know what, after what we saw in City of Heroes, you saw it coming.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I saw it coming when they first got together. It wasn't going to last forever, And especially
2: since the the actress they, they casted to play Roy's new love interest. Like, who looks like the girl with the dragon tattoo, to be honest with you. Oh, really? She does look like that to me. She does to me.
0: That's kind of creepy.
2: Kind of hot too, like China well, White. Oh,
0: she's playing. She's playing Sin, isn't she? I think so. Interesting. But
2: but well, what do you th- well, what do you think? Is this the best way to introduce the Bronze Tiger?
1: <laughs> well,
0: apparently, and um, according to the show, he is one of. He's one of this version of the DC Universe's biggest assassins. He's one of the best of the best, and apparently he's a Suicide Squad member, so clearly he knows what he's doing. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know if this is the best way to introduce him. I think it's interesting that he's teaming up with China White, because like I've said before on the show many times, China White in the comics was a very flat character and didn't have much of a backstory or a story outside of Green Arrow Year One. In fact, she didn't outside of that story. And I really like that they're expanding her universe here. I, I think.
2: Kelly, who does that look flatter?
0: Yes, not at all. Not um, at all.
2: Um, my problem. Uh, can I just say, and well, with all due respect to the executive producers, this setup sounds kind of lame. Yeah. For a second episode, but. And this is a big butt, and that's B U T, not B U T T. No, that, no, that's um. Yes. No, that's what I like. I'm kidding. Uh, that's <laughs> um, it does, it does sound like a very much like a Green Arrow slash Green Lantern, like Danny O'Neill, Neil Adams, story, doesn't it? The setup. Yes. And this, this is what differentiates Batman from Green Arrow to me. Like, you would not see Batman doing a story like this. Or maybe a Batman animated series, but not in the comics.
0: Yeah, no, not so much.
2: Um, what do you think about how Bronze Segu looks? We don't get to see him much in the trailer, but we have seen photos. We posted that on the social network pages. I call him Jamaican Wolverine. (laughs) It
0: is Jamaican Wolverine, exactly. No, he looks very good. I, I like how they put his costume together. I like that they've made it realistic while still nodding to the comics. I think at some point it'd be really cool for him to wear a tiger mask, regardless if it looks, uh, you know, sneaker or nicer or more modern than it does in the comics. I still think it'd be really cool. Um, but but he's coming back for more than one episode, so he'll be that, here. That was, my,
2: the- that was my other question I wanted to ask you. This is not a one-shot. I'm sorry, right?
0: No, 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 not at all. He he's going to be back for I think three or four episodes at least, something like that.
2: And yeah, something in, like that. Uh, how long do you see this Laurel going after the Hood, or 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 Arrow just uh, for the for the sake of calling him that because he doesn't want to be called that anymore, the Vigilante or the Hood? What do you? How how long do you think you see this storyline lasting? How long do you want it to last?
0: Well, first of all, they're actually calling him now, Arrow, in the description instead of the hood. So that makes me feel like that's going to be what he's going to be called that's for good. a while. Okay, good while. So I'm happy that's about good. that. Um, but in terms of Laurel, how long she'll be going after Arrow, I'm assuming it'll be at least the first half of the season, if not just the first nine episodes. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's going to last all season. In fact, I think it would be a mistake for them to do that all season because I think that'd just get boring and they'd drag it out.
1: Kind of, kind of like
2: Detective Lance and Oliver from, or, or Green Arrow from last season, really,
1: that really.
0: Yeah, how it took a full season for them to respect each other and be on the same side. Yeah, I agree. It, it, just, it just doesn't work and it takes too long. So I, I think only half season.
1: What
2: do you think about the development of, of um, Roy Harper in this episode? Because he really seems like he's going to be featured throughout most of this episode.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I like that he's really going at it. I, I like, you know, and, and when Roy first appeared on the show, you, you know and the listeners know, I was not too fond of it. No. Obviously, I thought it was way too early. Um, of course, I've taken that back numerous times and I'll do it again here. I think the way they're doing Roy and the way they're setting him up for his heroic identity, I think I think this is how it needs to be for right now. Him just trying on his own and getting in trouble for it and learning from his mistakes. I think this makes perfect sense, and I look forward to it.
2: Um, should, should we talk about Amanda Waller since Barn Tiger's coming in?
0: Yeah, we can. I mean... I don't think she's in this episode. I know Brian's Tiger. I'm,
2: I'm just saying they're subtly bringing together the squad, aren't
0: they? Yeah, yeah, and I know, I know, Sebastian Blood will be in this next episode too.
2: Okay, good, good, good. Um, no, no mention of Kalau being in this episode, right?
0: Uh, no. In fact, I don't think she is.
2: Okay, um, and I don't
0: think Adam Donner is either. The guy. The district attorney? I don't think he is either.
2: Oh, so Blood will be mentioned, but he won't be in the episode.
0: Well, no, no, no. Blood will be in the episode, but Donner won't.
2: Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because uh, we, we haven't seen Blood, have we?
0: Yeah, he was only mentioned when uh, Oliver asks who he is when someone's spray-painting his name.
2: Okay, so that so that's where I was confused, because I thought Blood was the district attorney guy.
0: No, 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 no. that's Donner.
2: Okay. That's okay. Adam Donner. Okay, that's okay. his name. Okay, you can see why I can get confused.
0: Yeah, it's it's confusing when they go by it so fast. I I watched episode three times, which is only why I remember. Yeah,
2: I only watched. I've only watched the same amount of times too. This episode looks like a, like a good standalone episode. I know, I know that there's like this theory on CW shows, especially that that the second episode isn't gonna be as good as the first one. But I think this one is actually going to look good. I think this could be China White's actually, like, sabbatical from the series for a while, too.
0: Because she's on another show.
2: Yeah. And it, I think this is the reason why they're bringing her in, just to, like, put her off to the side for yeah. for for however long her series goes. If it goes a long time, hopefully it does for her. But I think that's a good way, way to have her... I, have her exit out because again we have a lot of things in this season so far we will see more black canary right
0: yes i i i do not think she's in this next episode but yes we will be seeing more of her at some point
2: point. one thing that i didn't mention on in the in the main episode of on purpose what do you think of blake neely's um theme for her
0: Quite honestly, I didn't pay much attention to it just because it went by so fast.
2: But I did notice it. I noticed it. Especially that Canary Cry at the end. Okay,
0: maybe you noticed it better than I did.
2: Well, again, I noticed these little minute details a little bit more. Not that I'm bragging, it's just that I noticed these things a lot Right.
0: Now, I do do know that in one of the trailers for Season 2 as a whole that there's a part in it and this is kind of still going on Black Canary where she's holding this device in her hand and windows are shattering. Okay. I'm thinking that's her canary cry.
2: Or or, what event, or the, the beginnings of a canary cry and maybe she has a surgery? Right. Because that's the only thing that I could think of that could give her that ability is like some kind of surgery. Whether she unless, they or- just,
0: unless they just put it on her neck or something as like, a, like the dog collar sort of thing that Black Canary wears in the comics and they just use that.
2: That, I could see that. I could see that happening. Um, New York Comic Con is happening right now. Any any um, any um arrow, th- arrow things going on?
0: Not that I've heard so far. I know there's a lot of Superman seventy fifth anniversary stuff. I know there's a lot of just DC Nation stuff and DC comic stuff in general.
1: May- I have may-
2: maybe maybe that. a preview of what's to come at most, but I don't think there's a panel. I didn't see Jamie Holbrook mentioning like a panel at New York Comic Con.
0: Yeah, I don't know. So I, I do hope that somehow, some way, they talk more about the Flash series and the Gotham series at the Comic Con, but you never know.
1: Yeah.
2: Anyway, I think I think that's more or less it. Unless you have something you want to to mention. One last thing, Dickel is his black his black chauffeur. Yes. That that was my favorite thing in the trailer. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: I, yeah, I just I can't wait for Identity. It's gonna be a really good episode. And, and, ni- just-
2: and next and the week after that will be called Fortune. The next week will be called Masquerade.
0: Oh no. <laughs>
2: oh no. Yes. Um we'll see you guys next week.
0: Yep, absolutely. Talk to you guys later.
2: Bye guys.